Uh, if you're a long-time listener to our podcast, uh, thank you, first of all, for uh, sticking with us and welcome to the podcast of Tuesday's show. Yeah. But if you are a long-time podder, uh, then um, putting the uh, toe back in the uh, slow cooker tonight, not literally, but uh, there is a slow cooking meal bubbling away. Did you say you're putting the toad back in? Toe, dipping the toe back in. Oh, phew, I thought you put the toad <laughs> back in. The, so what are you doing? Toast you. Why is it going back in? And why was it ever in there in the first place? What are you going to have then? Because the last, I've not used our slow cooker since because I made a terrible Irish stew and it was awful. So one bad Irish stew and you won't use your slow cooker, but you do want to bring back balaclavas. I know, this is it. It's I, a mix of a man. I know, I'm very inconsistent at best, but I, I think I've lost my confidence with Spanish it. chicken and chorizo. Ooh. With some basmati rice, but that's being done in the microwave. So did you did you do this this morning before you set off for work? Did indeed, yeah. Okay, and how are you feeling about it? Are you feeling confident? Uh, hungry just talking about it. I am a little bit hungry just thinking about mm. it as well. Uh, and what colour will that be? What is that colour? I'm that? hoping it'll be uh, a rich kind of burnt, burnt okra. I think one of those Very words Spanish. will probably come true. <laughs> uh, make sure you tweet a picture later on and we will put it out there. Right, listen, here's the show. Enjoy. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. It's Tuesday's Hometime Absolute Radio's Bush and Richie with Green Day and American Idiots. So I've had to text in from a mum and it says, Hi Andy, me and your dad are at Trago Mills right now. Do you want anything? Trago Mills. And she sent in a photo of what they're looking at and basically it's just a giant peacock has come right up to them <laughs> in the car park. Uh, and if you don't know what Traeger Mills is, I talk about it a fair bit on Absolute Radio because I love it so much. It's an iconic Devon department store. That's like a throwback to a different era. Uh, and you can buy anything in Traeger Mills. It's weird. It's You can buy anything under one roof, but it's sort of got a strangely incongruous collection of animals, a bit like Noah's Ark. I'm, and there's like peacocks just wandering around. I'm not a Devon boy, but I think if you, even if you've holidayed down that way, yes. I think you'd be familiar with it because it is, it's such a famous location. You can get the most unusual combination of items mm. there. And uh, to be fair, you're absolutely right. When I've mentioned this before on Absolute Radio, uh, the most kind of comments I get are from people who've been on holiday down in Devon yeah. and have stopped off as like a day trip. That's what I did. But you can get like a floppy disk and a bullwhip and a gum gag <laughs> for rugby all in one go. And it's dead cheap. Even my dad has followed up with a text saying, Hi Andy, good old Trago. Can't beat a five-item breakfast for £2.64 and a cup of tea is only 80p. Wow. He's living the dream. But I like the fact that they've opened up this offer in terms of what would you like from there because it's in the middle of nowhere so yeah. you don't always have, you know, have a chance to get to Trago. So I wanted to open the offer to the entire Hometime family. So if you want my mum and dad to pick you anything up from Trago Mills, what would it be? Let us know. Allo on VHS and some replacement shaving blades. Perfect. That's exactly that in, right? in the ballpark of Put Traeger. Put down for that. Uh, Paul Harris on Twitter says, can you get me a JML rubber wonder broom, please? <laughs> and Stu says, I could do with a new flannel. That's the kind of thing they stock. <laughs> 8, 12, 15, a text the show. I'll pass it on to Jerry and Nige. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Bush and Richie on Home Time on Absolute Radio. This is the no-repeat guarantee still with New Order and True Faith. After five today, I don't want to get too much in the way quickly oh. of our Trago Mills shopping list, but... This is big news. A big development on my debut as a railway photographer uh, to tell you about after five. I can't quite believe... 
this is happening. If you were scoffing on the show yesterday, then uh, I think you'd eat your words a bit later on. I think so. Uh, more on that after five. Meanwhile, breaking news. My mum and dad, Jerry and Nigel, are in the legendary Devon shop, Trago Mills, right now as we speak. And they're asking all of you, and I mean all everyone, is there anything you want them to pick up for you? Uh, Rebecca Saunders on Twitter offers some form of clarification. She says, Trago, literally none of my non-Devon friends have any idea what I'm talking about when Trago Mills gets mentioned. After 10 years away, I'm visiting Plymouth with my kids next month. Ask for suggestions for days out. Trago was suggested by six unconnected Devon friends. <laughs> it's a shop where you can buy a bit of everything. Question is, what would you like? Uh, Andy in Market Harbour, a pair of brown Farrah slacks, please. Uh, Matt says, Bush can get me a couple of Blakey's for my work shoes. Now, I, I posted a video of what I thought were quite loud shoes that I was wearing the other day. Loads of people accused me of having Blakey's, and I don't know what they are. They are uh, steel or metal, uh, heel or toe protectors. <laughs> steel <laughs> protectors. Matt says, can you get me a Lovejoy uh, 2 VHS and a printed wolf fleece, please? That's from Matt in Appledore, Kent. Consider it done. Stereo MC's next. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, which recommended mobile provider for eight years running? Every little helps. As we speak, my mum and dad, Jerry and Nigel, are at Trago Mills down in Devon. They're asking you lot if there's anything you want them to pick up for you. I've already had a photo of a peacock off my mum. It's an incredibly generous offer that it seems the listeners are taking up in their droves. Well, you know, they don't like to look a gift horse in the mouth, do they? No offence to me, mum. I didn't mean it like that. Uh, So let us know what your order is. Wayne says, Trago, or as we call it, Janna Disneyland. I just have to double-check that. Uh, He'll have a jump... Janna means someone who lives in Devon, Plymouth way. Uh, I'll have a jumbo sponge. And don't forget, they've got Cornish ones as well. One in Liscard and Trago near Falmouth. Uh, Liz in Bookham has uh, got quite a big order. Not sure whether your mum and dad can uh, take care of this one. A wallpaper paste brush, beach towel, and a picture of dolphins jumping out of the sea in front of a setting sun, please. Oh, that, that is exactly the kind of picture you get at Trago Mills, <laughs> the dolphin one. And the all-round print fleece as well. Andy says I can uh, use a new archery set and a doormat. And here's an interesting one on a, on a train angle. Emma says, a photo frame that I'll hold one of Richie's artistic train photos, please. Oh, do you know what? That's They'd look nice. great in a photo frame. Wouldn't they? They'd yeah. look amazing. More on that later. On the on your bedside table. And Stu says, I can't believe, Bush, you haven't mentioned the huge model railway or miniature steam train at Trago to your geeky train-spotting, train-snapping co-host. Hey, come on. We, we, we got away from the... We're embracing the geek. We, we, we came across this yesterday. No name attached to this final one. Guys, can you get me a pair of rollerblades? Wow. Growing out the ones I had 23 years ago. Do you know, I've had this kind of urgent desire to learn how to rollerblade. We live on near South End Seafront, right? It would be perfect for doing it. My daughter is nine. I want to try and get her out of the house doing more bits and bobs. I would pay to come and watch you learn to rollerblade. Two words, wipe out. <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Hometime on a Tuesday night. Such a great song. Kasabian's best song, in my opinion. Oh. You having that, Ritchie? No, I'm not. What are you coming back with? LSI. Going for LSI? I am, yeah. That song always, for me, the title sounds like someone you might get checked out in a clinic. <laughs> Anyway, home time on a Tuesday night. Good to have you on board. Look at that, 10 to 5. Uh, last night, I was reunited with a dear friend for the first time in nearly 11 months. If this is train-related, I'm handing me notices. It's not train. It's OK, not train. Fair, fair enough. It's my bed. 
Oh, really? It's my bed. I don't feel like we've been acquainted properly for the last 11 months. 11 months? Which is pretty much the time that young little Rocco Firth has been in my life. I was going to say that the time frame on this does frame one particularly small person. It does. Getting into bed last night for the first time when he wasn't in there, he's in his, in his little cot... Stayed in there all night for the first time in that amount of time. Oh, wow. So the weird thing is with kids is that you, you panic when you're having a baby and then you the first thing you do is get the, the nursery sorted out. You yeah. get the nursery sorted. But it's they're, never used. They're never used. They're nowhere <laughs> near it for ages. So this is the first time he's been in it I properly. I got into bed last night and was like, oh, this is what it's like to spread out. I remember this. <laughs> first night in 11 months that I'm either not sharing it with a, a, a wriggling little windy little man yeah. uh, right next door to me <laughs> or for the last month been in my eldest son's bed. I've had to move my out of the bedroom. Oh, really? It's got that bad, yeah. I've had to reinforce that bed with gaffer tape. That's got to hurt. Because it's, it's like a kid's <laughs> bed. It's not meant to take my girth. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite some 11 months. I, but I put it to you that being reunited with your bed for whatever reason that you've been away from it is one of the greatest feelings. Well, I like you, you have your own little setup in, in your bed. What's you your do. setup? Have you got bedside cabinet going on there, a little photo of a train framed or no, whatever? They don't make it train. What, what is, what is the, the setup that you've got going on there? Your Angle side of the bed? lamp and an apple charger that's it <laughs> okay have you got a little bar plug down your side there <laughs> yeah, as well have, yeah. it's, the, yeah, it's all yeah. your creature comforts even something like you have to go to the other side of your room to get your phone on charge if you're not staying in your own bed yeah that can wind you up and i imagine if you've not stayed in your own bed for a bit that can stress you out. i know a lot of people listen to this show who say work in uh you know doing building work in different parts of the country you have to stay in a b&b you could be a carpet salesman driving up and down the motorways in a mondeo staying in uh, days inns or something that i don't know I, my, a friend of mine jeff used to work up and down the country doing conferences and doing talks and, I, and they always used to put him up in a hotel and i always used to say to him that must be amazing oh, i would love that nah. he hated it hate being away from a bed Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Last night, momentous, my uh, nearly 11-month-old son in his little cot for the whole night for the first time, so I was reunited with my bed. Why have you been away from your bed? It's uh, Reunited with it, it's a fantastic feeling, but why are you away from yours at the moment? Yeah, if you're estranged from your bed, let us know about it. Louise says, my company put me up in a hotel last night ready for a board meeting with an early start today. I have three young children, so it's the first time in months I've had uninterrupted sleep. It was amazing. Matt in East Grinstead has the best reason. He says, I work for Formula One. One. I'm always out of the country. I mean, the trade-off of being away from oh. your bed is working for Formula One. But this is the thing. I'm always envious of people who get put up in hotels as part of their job. If you speak to any of them, they don't like it. No. This is the thing. You know, you think, oh, what would you do? They could sit down there and have, oh, you can have anything you want from the hotel bar for food. But then you sat there on your own eating. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts, 8, 12, 15. Tell us all about it. And we've got the Absolute Radio 90s next. Home time with Bush and Richie. Putting you first with award-winning customer service. Every little helps. There's been broad agreement that there is nothing like your own bed after I uh, shared the story that last night I'm back in mine. Yay. After little Rocco spent his first full night in his cot last night, so it's the first uninterrupted night in my own bed for around about 11 months, and it feels great. Welcome back, Richie. It's exactly. I'm a new man again. You are. Uh, but we've been asking you to share your stories as to why you might not be in yours or uh, other sort of uh, uh, reunifications with your bed. We spoke 
spoke about this uh, this person who works for Formula One and said that might be uh, quite a cool way of actually spending time if you've got to, if you've got to spend time away from your bed. Yeah, working on the Formula One circuit's probably pretty damn good. Do you reckon? It's not the case. Oh, it says we work in Barcelona for the month of February. It's horrendous. The only way to make the bed feel comfy is to sink a pint of five, uh, as it's put here. Do you know what? I reckon there's a phoner in there somewhere about jobs that are no, nowhere near as good as they sound. And that's one of them. That is one of them, isn't it? Uh, Adam from Rugeley says, uh, My welcome haven is the same as Richie's. I have an 11-month-old girl and she's only just decided to sleep for her own in her own room. It's bliss. Uh, Abby, a new point is a very good point. I always change the bed sheets before going to Glastonbury. Nothing better than getting into your own bed when you've wet, white bathed and slept in the <laughs> tent for five days. Wonder where that one was going. And says, Hi, guys. Working away as a sparky, I'm always away from my bed. I see it two days a week. The food menu from Travel Lodges and Weatherspoons gets pretty quick, old pretty quick, and we usually pass the time in the evening drinking beer. Can't work out whether that sounds bad or sounds actually brilliant. <laughs> Living off the menu of Weatherspoons or Travel Lodge for, for all that. Do you know what? I think it's all right. Do you know what? It depends what night of the week it is. Curry Club on a Tuesday yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Here's James. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. I think you'll agree that uh, one of the things that this Hometime show talks about a lot is food. One of the areas that we do, uh, do not cover a lot is politics. No, we don't. And don't worry, we're not about to embark on that right now. Not interested. We're not interested. Not interested. <laughs> You're not interested in our views anyway. Why should you be? Yeah. But no matter who you vote for or what your politics are, you'd have to agree that Theresa May today is having a pretty terrible day. Theresa May, terrible day. It's rhyming. Slang. It is rhyming slang, isn't it? Imagine you've been working on something at work, whether you think it's right or wrong, uh, for around about two years, and then it comes to a culmination, and all your workmates smash it apart like oh. a piñata at a child's party. Yeah, imagine you stood up to do a brilliant presentation that you spent ages on, and then everyone just, like, slags it off. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd say to your friends, I had, a t- I had an absolute <laughs> Teresa yesterday. <laughs> Teresa May, a terrible, terrible mate, day. A terrible day. Terrible, terrible day. So we're after people that think they may well have had a worse day a more terrible day than Theresa May. Because she's having a mare, and like, you know, I, I think in a bit of solidarity, sometimes it's good to know that other people are having nightmares as yes. well. Like, for me, on a, on, a, on a much lower level, I was starving when I got into work today, uh, and love me or hate me, I brought in a tin of sardines. You were that guy? I was that guy. <laughs> I love sardines. What is people's problem? Right, in terms of, like, food cooking in, in the office, right? Here we are, it's food. I understand, we're back to food, there's only a second or two, but we got there. Politics didn't last. If you cook fish in the microwave, that's really bad. And I'm, I don't get on board with that. People who do who microwave fish in an office, they're out of order. Yeah. But I think if you bring in a tin of sardines, that's okay. Okay. So you I, tell yourself. I microwaved the rice, ready to go, absolutely starving. Went to go and un, you know, take the tin, the lid of the tin off, and the handle came off in my hand. Yeah. Of my tin of sardines. So I had to open it manually with an old-fashioned uh, can opener. It's right up there with the Brexit vote. It really is up there. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I really can't overstate enough how annoying that was today. I've had a Teresa. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Brilliant to have you on board for Hometime on a Tuesday night here on Absolute Radio with Bush and Richie. Uh, we have an update on Richie's train photography. 
that's going to knock your socks off on this show in the next 10 minutes. Photography yesterday, today dabbling with the world of politics. We've dipped our toes in that. Uh, it's the Brexit vote today. Uh, new rhyming slang for you. Having a terrible May, a uh, terrible day, a Theresa May. Having an absolute Theresa. Uh, used the uh, analogy earlier that the Brexit deal's been smashed apart like a piñata at a child's party. James Waters uh, on Twitter <laughs> suggesting that uh, the Newsnight call is going to come in very, very soon for me. To be fair, it does sound like a rolling TV news type comment. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, we were worried that um, my story earlier on, my harrowing story about the uh, handle for my tin of sardines coming off in my hand yeah. when I was starving would eclipse everything. But we've had this in from Sue. She says, guys, I've had a total Teresa. I was stuck on the side of the M25 for three hours in the freezing cold with a flat tyre and I was on my way home from a funeral. FML. That which is, which is my favourite Kasabian song, yeah. she says afterwards. <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Home time on a Tuesday night with the killers. Brandon Flowers would be nowhere near as cool if he had a different first name. It just works <laughs> with Brandon. If his name was Barry. Imagine that, his name's Barry Flowers. Barry Flowers. You having that, Barry Flowers? <laughs> Uh, so, home time on a Tuesday night. Good to have you on board. It's nearly ten to six, very nearly. Uh, yesterday's show, uh, you guys were a lot more accommodating about my uh, my debut for some railway photography last weekend than I thought anyone would be. Right. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, we spoke about it on the show, uh, shared on the Absolute Radio uh, Twitter and Facebook account some of the uh, pictures that I'd uh, taken for the first ever time as I tried some photography. And it went down well. The weird Did thing about doing this show is you, you kind of, we all talk, everyone talks together, and then you and I get on our separate trains and you look on Twitter and you kind of see how things unfold. Yeah. And the story carried on last night, didn't it? I was getting tweets from rail companies like Scott Rail and the National Railway Museum even saying, these are great pictures. Wow. I mean, you know, what a great place they they would be to show them. Uh, Could this be the start of something beautiful? Uh, We've got an an even bigger upgrade for you right now, actually, Richie. He's on the phone. We're going to speak to Mr Jack Boskett, who uh, works for Rail Magazine. So Jack's on the line. Jack, tell us what you do. I'm a professional photographer, but I specialise in railway railway photography and um, I work for a lot of uh, magazines and I do a bit of royalty photography as well. Royalty photography as well. Just chuck that in there after the train. Love that. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's good to combine the royalty and the trains together. You know, it goes hand in hand. So were you, like Richie, a train fan or train buff and then got into it that way or have you just happened to start, you know, photographing trains as part of your job? Uh, I've I've had a camera in my hand ever since I was a young lad, and um, railways is in the blood. Uh, I got my dad to blame for that, really. He brainwashed me at an early age, and uh, it just went from there, really. I turned a hobby into a business. So, Jack, have you seen my three photos that I managed to come back with after my three hours uh, out with the camera for my debut on Saturday? I did see them, yes. Yeah, I thought they were okay, actually. I, I liked the shot of the um, of the unit coming out of the tunnel on the long lens. That was quite uh, powerful, that one. The 313. Yeah, that's the one. And I have a feeling if you send that into, for example, like Rail Magazine, they'd probably use that in one of their um, articles as well. Wow. Fantastic. Can I just say, though, Jack, he was down there for... How long were we down there for? Uh, about three hours. Three hours, and he's come back three with three, three, three photos. Is that quite a low yield? That seems like a low <laughs> yield for me, Jack. <laughs> Well, he was there within those three hours. But it's, it's good to see that, you know, there's, there's um, 
you know, every photograph that you take is, is history of after that. You know, you're not going to see that again in that exact same moment. So you are recording history. So, but how many does Richie need for a portfolio? If he was going to get into this full time and get into this game, he's not going to go into knock on someone's door at a magazine with three photos, is he, Jack? How many does he need? Oh, well, the more the merrier, but provide a variety. If you just have the same thing over and over again, people will just go, oh, okay, well, he just specialises in that. If you do uh, quite a few other things, so if you do like weddings, portraits, uh, railways, and, uh, and just go, right, here we go, this is what I can do, what do you think? And they'll go, okay, can we see a bit more of this? And, of so, course, yeah. the royals as well. A bit of royal well, action. Well, if you get that in there as well, that does help. <laughs> uh, uh, Jack, I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether we can talk too much about the uh, the nitty gritty of business here, but uh, let's talk, for example, that um, that unit, the three one three, powerfully coming out of the tunnel that I took on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> How much do you reckon a a magazine would would pay for a picture like that? Are we t- are we talking a lot of money? Here? You are unbelievable. You only took a <laughs> photo five minutes ago. <laughs> Just wondering. Go on, he, Jack. He said it was okay. How much? Well, it all depends, really, on how big it's printed in the magazine. So, for example, a front cover picture could get you £100, it could get you £200, um, but if you get it in the national papers, um, you could be looking at, I don't know, £150 to £200 for just a small print. So wow. it depends, really, on what you want to do. Hey, we've said it before on this show, we'll say it again, we're in the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the wrong game. Jack, you what, you've got to work for it, though. You've got to work hard. That is fascinating. Well, the, the, my, my weekends are now looking very different. I think you've given him a business idea. One other thing that we touched upon on the show last night, I just wanted to clarify with you, Jack. Uh, what is okay. the dividing line between standing there with your camera taking photographs of trains and being a train spotter? Is he a spotter? Uh, are you a spotter? I am not a spotter. I'm a rail enthusiast, and I'll always remain a rail enthusiast. That's exactly what I said to him. Thank you very much. I feel like this is some kind of vindication now. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for that. You lot have distanced yourself from the train spotters who are your grassroots. You lot. Do you know what I mean? It's like the lower leagues in football. Jack, let's not get drawn into this. He's, he's, he's trying to tie us up here. As long as you enjoy it, it doesn't matter. Thank Fair you. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Tuesday evening, we were after your footballing pets, Didier Dogba, Big St Bernard, uh, Jim in Tolworth. That takes it, I think. Inspired. Inspired for a Tuesday night. Thanks for those. Uh, look, in other news, this is breaking news in our household. Uh, my girlfriend Katie has bought our four-month-old daughter a balaclava. She's <laughs> bought a little balaclava. A balaclava for a four-month-old. Balaclava for a four-month-old. We're trying to take her around in a sling as much as possible because, like, going about in a buggy is a nightmare. So yeah. trying to use the sling. But obviously, it's a really cold head. So uh, Katie's way of sorting this out is to buy a, a little packet of balaclavas. I didn't even know they did balaclavas for babies. You know well, I mean? I mean, there's the thing. A balaclava for a four-month-old. A balaclava for anybody these days. Well, do you remember? I remember wearing a balaclava as a kid. It was normal stuff in the late 70s, yes. early 80s. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then I feel that burglars, bank robbers, and the IRA have kind of ruined balaclavas yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah. No offence, guys, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you can't yeah. really wear them anymore now without, I'd say, a bit of an undercurrent. If you were to find, right, in a friend's bag, a balaclava, you're not thinking, oh, they must have cold ears. You're it's, thinking, what crime have they done? It's a warning sign, isn't it? What are they planning to do? 
Do you know what I mean? The balaclava has got a bad rep, and you, you're 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 quite right. And it's you know it's not fair. So what's quite good about the one that's been bought for a four month old is that they're quite funky. They're quite jazzy. They've got like cool patterns on them. So it's not a dark colour. It's not a dark. It's not a baby <laughs> no. in a dark balaclava. <laughs> so I just at the very start of this, I just wanted to see whether balaclavas are still a thing. Do you think anyone wears them? Have you ever seen anyone in a balaclava? Other than at the end of a Grand Prix. Exactly. And that's like, just because it's flame retardant. So I, can't, I, can't, I really can't see that balaclavas are still a thing. I don't know if they're still a thing. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Blue Oyster Cult on Home Time Absolute Radio with Bush and Richie. Don't fear the Reaper. Do fear the guy in the balaclava. Uh, Daryl in Dunstable, I got caught short out in the car. The balaclava saved my bacon. What does that mean? He got caught short out in the car and a balaclava saved him. Well, without being Daryl from Dunstable, I'm speculating that he went up against the back wheel of the car and had a balaclava on so no one could identify him. I've got so many problems with that particular story. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) It unsettles me. That might be not what happened. So my other half, Katie, has bought our four-month-old daughter a baby balaclava to keep her warm when she's going out and about in the sling rather than in the buggy. I'm just thinking back at balaclavas. Are are they still a thing? I'd love to bring them back or, you know, launch a campaign to restore Britain's pride in its balaclavas. Reclaim them for good. Reclaim them for good. Uh, Bush, my hubby, wears one when riding his bike at this time of the year, although he doesn't take it off until he's in the house and scares the living daylights out of the kitchen. Kids and the dog. Uh, let's speak to Ben. Hi, Ben. Good to have you on. How are you, mate? Uh, good to have you on. Uh, where, what, when do you wear balaclavas if you've got a balaclava? Well, I wear them when we go fishing, me and my son, when it's cold. Oh. Uh, we went to Blackpool a couple of years back and I was on one of the stalls there, so we bought a couple of balaclavas each. So you're both and, in uh, them. We... Your son's in the balaclava as well. Yeah, he's got the navy green one. I've got the black one. What's it like going into a shop buying a pair of balaclavas? <laughs> <laughs> that would worry me. <laughs> In Blackpool, I think it's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, mate, good to have you on. Which recommended mobile provider for eight years running? Every little helps. Cardigan's my favourite game on Home Time Absolute Radio. We're still getting footballing dogs. Uh, We used to have a Rottweiler named Jimmy Lot of Hassle Dog. Oh, no. After Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, when he played for Leeds, he once smashed his head through the car window after seeing a cat. I think that's the dog, not um, Jimmy Floyd Hassel. That is so weird, isn't it? Imagine (laughs) shouting that out for a dog every single time. Uh, Home time on a Tuesday night. Just asking this question, are balaclavas still a thing? Genuine question. I remember wearing them in the 80s. I've not really thought about them uh, for, I don't know, donkey's years. And then my partner Katie has bought our four-month-old daughter a little uh, pack of baby balaclavas to keep her warm when she's out and about in the sling, which is pretty cute. But do you still wear them? Dale in Leeds says, I used to wear my balaclava to complete my paper round in the late 80s. Every morning in rain, snow or good weather. Loved it. Sadly, I feel I would be discriminated against now innocently doing my job in the NHS. Uh, Dunks in Somerset says, Balaclava, I've got a thermal one. Used it for riding snowmobiles in the Arctic. I like that. Not sure what Lee's seafront's like when you're out <laughs> in the sling. <laughs> Do you know what? Would you, if I got one, would you be up for like trying one out? Because it's so cold at the moment. How about you? I've been freezing coming into work. Well, both of us wearing it together. Balaclavas together. Do we, the, we'll do the show in one. Yeah, do the show in a balaclava. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that. There's different levels of balaclava. 
there's uh, mouth and eye hole cut out balaclava. That's a big no-no. No, that's no. There's just the eye hole. You look like you're playing Counter-Strike. Yeah. That's a no-no-no. <laughs> so we want the one with the face. A bit Russ Abbott. Yeah, that's kind of chin strap. Chin strap. Yeah. Because we've got, and I haven't seen one of these in years, but they've got one in South End, an army, army surplus store. Yes. You know those shops you can go into, you can buy like those... Those jumpers with piping on them that like yeah, navy yeah. people would wear. I'm sure they've got balaclavas in there. I'll lend you some cash. There you go. We're going to wear them on this show. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Bush, I'm with you on the balaclava. Growing up, I had a full-on Spider-Man mask one, loved it. It was also black inside, so I could wear it inside out if I wanted to portray a more sinister character, <laughs> Alan nice. in Dundee. Thanks, Alan. Helen has tweeted in a photo saying still a thing, and I think so. a little lad wearing his little balaclava as well. Uh, Tommy in Liverpool, Andy, I wore my balaclava to go and play some bills earlier in the bank. Have to say, made quite an impression on the staff. Loving that. Go on, Richie, just read it. You're obsessed with these dog things now. <laughs> just read you started this. You were after footballers' dogs. Like I know. Dogs that were named after footballers. I feel I've brought upon this upon myself. Craig, Katie, Sam and Finn in knots. 15-year-old collie named after Cluffy. It's called Old Big Ed. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Right, listen, so that is pretty much it from the podcast. One thing we do want to say is that we didn't realise we've been getting so many emails, but they've been going to a different actual mailbox on our computer system. So there's a load of emails there that you guys have sent in via uh, the podcast or listening to the show that we wouldn't have known about. So we do apologise, but we do want to send up a flare for more correspondence. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. We have noticed that the type of stuff that comes in does all fit under the whole corrections and clarifications uh, heading. Yes. So that is something that we are going to start to embrace. Uh, this is a very transparent show. We put a lot of stuff out there. It's not all correct. So there's got to be a channel for you guys to come back at us. If you think we've said something that's inaccurate and there's a high chance that's correct, get in touch now. Make your voice heard. It's the podcast has officially come to an end. 